Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So I'm very honored to have with us a special guest today. We have Miss Casey Jo Tabbled, and she is a the coach of all coaches because she does so many things. So I'm very excited to talk to her today, and she's going to be talking to us about some of the ways that she helps people and works with them to help them live their absolute best lives. And I cannot wait to find out more about how she does that. So welcome, Casey. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. And I know that we were kind of talking before we started recording and you were talking to me about a modality, a healing modality that you use called brain spotting. And I am like really curious to know more about that. So why don't you just start off by giving us a little bit of background about you, how you got into this, and then what the heck is brain spotting and how do you use it to help people? <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I am a mom of two. Um, I homeschool and do all of the things. <laughs> and um, I always knew that when I had kids that I didn't, I didn't want to work outside of the home. That was always something that was really important to me. So I decided that I was going to have an Etsy shop and I did, I had an Etsy shop for three years, I believe it was. And then after I had my second child, my daughter, um, five months later, I ended up with Guillain-Barre syndrome, um, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks the myelin coating of your nerves. And I was completely paralyzed and I spent three months in the hospital on life support and had to learn how to like walk, talk and eat and brush my teeth <laughs> all over again. Um, with, with a three-year-old and a five-month-old at home. Um, and it was really devastating. And I, I didn't know who I was going to be when I came out of that, what kind of mom I was going to be. But I did realize in that experience that I hadn't been taking care of myself, that I had been pushing, pushing, pushing to get this business off the ground so that it could be our primary source of income. My husband was working crazy hours. I had two little kids at home. I was breastfeeding. I mean, I was like literally doing all of the things and none of those things were self-care. <laughs> so I was running myself like right into the ground. And when I came out of that experience, I think it was about a year later, I was walking down the street in my hometown, um, going to get my haircut and it just kind of came out of nowhere and bopped me upside the head that I think, I think I'm going to be a life coach. And I'd never before thought about being a coach. Um, I had known at that point though, I couldn't go back to my Etsy shop because I had some physical uh, disability still that I was dealing with. Um, and when, um, and when I, I got into my hairdressers, I sat down in the chair. She goes, well, what are you up to? What are you doing? And I said, well, I think I'm going to be a life coach. She's like, oh, that's really interesting. What's that all about? So I talked to her about it a little bit. And within a week I had researched and signed up for a program and I, I went all in on it. And it's kind of been, that was, um, so that was like spring of 2018. So about three years ago, actually. Yeah. Almost three years to the day. And 
um, I went on this, this whole journey of really stepping in to who I was meant to be, getting my power back and learning how to take care of myself. And I realized that it's something that moms really need, that we often put our kids ahead of ourselves and we don't, we don't take the time to honor who we are. And it's not just a disservice to us. It's a disservice to our kids too. Um, so that's how I got into the whole thing. And then this just kind of snowballed from there. I've had some really amazing friends and met some amazing people. And one of those is my best friend, Jessica, uh, one of my best friends. And she stumbled on this modality called brain spotting. Um, she was looking for ways to help her clients. She's also a coach. And now all three of us, there's like three little musketeers, our little group, we've all done brain spotting. We brain spot each other. And so I feel like I'm rambling, but <laughs> do you want me to go right into talking about what brain spotting is? Yeah, well, before you get into that, I just want to say what an amazing story you have that you've been through so much, but I always feel like people who are meant to help others heal kind of have to go through that first themselves yeah. to kind of see, you know, I feel like it sort of just builds your authority that, you know, you really know what others are going through because you've been through similar or more difficult situations sometimes than other people do. So I think that's amazing that you were able to get through that and hopefully your health is better these days. You look amazing. So. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was pretty lucky in that I got Guillain-Barre syndrome because there are much worse forms of similar, of the similar, similar things. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I'm, I'm back to my normal self. I have some annoying lingering health things that I'm, I'm dealing with. I'm working with a functional medicine doctor right now, which is absolutely fantastic um, to get some of those things under control. But yeah, I'm, I'm living my life and I'm, there's a big sense of gratitude and perspective that comes yeah, from I can imagine from your death experience. <laughs> so. How amazing though that, you know, our bodies really do tell us when we're not listening and when we need the rest. Um, but I honestly feel like that was probably also the universe pointing you on the right path, which sometimes we have strange journeys getting there, but I love that. So yes, so brain spotting, this sounds so fascinating to me. So tell us a little bit about what that is and how you use it. Sure. So it's a healing modality that was developed by David Grand, who is a therapist out of New York City. Um, and he actually developed it, I believe, in the mid to late 80s, um, working with an Olympic figure skater, of all things. Yeah. Um, he noticed that when she started talking about a certain traumatic experience, that she would look to one spot in the room. And he, he directed her one day, he said, why don't you just stay on that spot and see what comes up? And he noticed that when she stayed on that spot, she was able to process deeper and unleash a lot more emotions than she had in any previous sessions. And before that session, she had had trouble hitting triple loops. And after that session, she was hitting triple loop after triple loop after triple loop. Wow. They had this like marked difference. And he started doing research and doing it with a lot of his other clients. Um, and he eventually used it on 9-11 survivors as well. But what they found was that where you look 
affects how you feel. So your eye position taps into your neural networks in your brain and the things that we experience and that we think over and over and over again. Um, Daniel Siegel, who's also another well-known neuroscientist, says things that fire together, wire together. So those experiences we have, those thoughts that we have, all of those things that are on repetition in our head actually wire together and create a neural network. And so we can use brain spotting, we can use eye position to tap into those neural networks and release them. So I use it with the moms that I work with, um, not just to heal traumas, but also to get rid of limiting beliefs, to heal negative stories, um, negative thought patterns. And it's amazing once you get into it because it's such a passive activity from my end of it as a facilitator. Um, my job is to just hold the pointer and to hold space and be able to help guide the, the client through the experience. But your brain is actually what does all of the work. It follows the neural network. It pulls in all of the other experiences and emotions um, that are related to that topic. And and it, it can be quite a profound experience. Things can come up for people that they didn't even remember. Um, they hadn't experienced in a really long time. And it's a profound healing modality. Yeah, that's incredible because I know there are a lot of people who have triggers now. They don't even know what the triggers are associated with. And that's probably a good way to actually get onto that trail to dig really deep and to find all of the triggers that actually lie there. It is. So the clients that I like to work with have experienced therapy because I think it's important for us to gain that self-awareness and kind of have that process under our belt before we dive into an intensive coaching experience like what I provide. Um, but those who have had more intense therapy may have had experience with like EMDR mm -hmm. and that can be almost a trauma in and of itself. It can be an intense process and brain spotting is much more gentle to the client and to the overall neurological system. Um, so it's a great way to address those things without having to spend the years in therapy or go to something that's that you need a, a full-on licensed practitioner for. Yeah, that would be an extremely helpful and beneficial uh, healing modality, I would think, to people. And it makes sense that where people's eyes direct that that relates to a trigger, because I know in hypnotherapy, we've learned that if you have someone that go that has an ab reaction to something and they just start freaking out, that one of the things you do is you you tell them to look up because looking up, it does the same thing, kind of disrupts that pattern as well. So that makes sense. Yeah. I've recently been able to experience a hypnotherapy session. Um, and I actually gave the hypnotherapist a brain spotting session in return. So we kind of swapped services and it was interesting to see from both perspectives, how they're similar, but they're different. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they, they do, essentially the same thing within the brain, but brain spotting is much more passive where my experience with hypnotherapy was a lot of visualization and recalling things. Um, so it was a lot more active. Both are fantastic healing modalities um, and extremely beneficial 
for anybody. I think it it probably would be personal preference. Yeah, yeah. And I could see that too, because I know like when my son, when he would have to go to counseling or to do something, his big thing is I don't want to revisit the trauma. You know, I don't want to talk about it and I don't like talking and that's his whole thing. So we've had a lot of trouble finding a good fit for him because we tried to do the other modalities of therapy with him and it just doesn't work with him because he doesn't want to have to open up and doesn't want to have to talk and that's a really difficult thing. So something that's more passive would be much better for him. Whereas my daughter is the opposite and she wants to talk about it. <laughs> you know, and, and that's probably just honestly, that's probably a difference in men and women too in the way that we connect. Um, you know, so yeah, I think um that's one of the beautiful things I really love about brain spotting too is I I offer this kind of as a free service for one of the communities that I'm in. And a lot of people I'm meeting for the first time when we hop on for our session. And there isn't that rapport or that comfort level to really break in and open up. And brain spotting doesn't require that. I mean, I can, they can be silent the entire time and process everything internally. And that is completely fine with me. And they still get wonderful benefits from it. That's awesome. Because I know there are a lot of people out there who are listening, who are probably feeling the same way and thinking, I don't want to have to open up. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do this. So that's perfect for somebody who really doesn't want to have to share their thoughts. And that's not for everybody. You know, we're not all open and, and that's okay. Everybody deals with things in their life differently. Yeah. And I think um, I specifically work with moms and the brain spotting that I do is within that coaching container. But if anybody out there listening is interested in brain spotting, um, I believe it's brainspotting.org, um, but I can I can look at that and we can put it in the show notes. Um, but there is a database of practitioners online that you can go to so you can find somebody that does it local, but also thanks to COVID, <laughs> here's a silver lining, um, more and more practitioners are doing brain spotting through Zoom. And it's that's where I do all of mine. It's totally possible and you get to do it from the comfort of your own home. Um, and there are ones that specialize in addiction, in sexual trauma, in adolescence. Um, there's even brain spotting techniques to do on younger children. The process is a little bit different, but that's also available. Yeah, I think it's really, really an, a good thing that things have moved online. For a lot of people, I think that's very helpful. Um, I know you know, a lot of people think, oh, school's being online, that's terrible, which I understand that's a little bit harder. But it is nicer when you have counseling online, I think, because there is some sort of comfort in being in your own space. You know, I think for some people, it takes that anxiety level out of that because you're not going to a strange place and, you know, all of those things that build your anxiety, at least for me, I know, it would be like, okay, now I have to figure out how to get there. And then I have to make sure I'm on time. And then I've got to sit and wait. And all of these things that like should be no big deal would be like anxiety just to get yourself there. Mm -hmm. So being able to just do it online, I think is amazing because it, people can easily fit it into their schedule. And again, there's that comfort level of being able to be in your own home and your own space. 
Yeah. And like for me in particular, I live out in the sticks. Like I, it's amazing that we actually have good internet, but I live in the middle of nowhere and we don't, we don't have access to the best doctors and the best therapists and all of those things because we're such a small community. Uh, so it gives us access to a better standard of care. Yeah. I think that's so important too. And I, you know, anybody who's out there listening, especially moms, because I know that you said that is one of your specialties is working with moms because you understand the struggle that moms go through and talking about the self-care portion. A lot of people don't really understand. I think that healing healing the past emotional trauma is one of the best forms of self-care there is because it just releases so many burdens from you. Yeah. And I'm actually getting another certification. Like I don't have enough, um, in through the Jai Institute. Um, and it's called empowered parenting. So I'm also going to incorporate some parenting coaching along with the motherhood coaching, because I've found as a mom that it's really hard for me to be satisfied with my life and how things are going. If I feel like I'm sucking at being a mom, if I feel like, if I feel like I'm (laughs) failing, if I can't keep my stuff together, if like, if I feel like that relationship isn't good, especially as a stay at home mom who homeschools, that's 90% of my life. So if that's not going well, I'm not going to feel satisfied. I'm not going to feel fulfilled. Um, and I'm I've learning so many wonderful, amazing things. And through all of the healing that I've done, I mean, I've been on this journey for over a decade, but it's still, there's still more and we still can go deeper. Um, and there's so many wonderful things out there between that we know now that we didn't know before about brain science and how our head and our heart and our gut all work together. And um, that I have this like functional medicine piece that I've been working with that is just blowing my mind the way that that weaves into everything else. And there's attachment science. And there's all of these tools that we have literally at our fingertips that our parents didn't have. Yeah. Our parents didn't even know existed. You know, even if they were out there, they weren't mainstream. People weren't talking about them. And now we have this ability to step in and heal ourselves and heal the previous generation and the future generation. Um, And it's, it can seem like such a huge responsibility, but it's also such a huge gift. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that it's amazing that you're doing the parenting work too, because I think that is so necessary. I joked about this in my book that I wrote, but I said, you know, that when you buy a new car, they give you like a thousand page manual about your car and you have a baby and they're just like, good luck, bye, see you soon. And you're like, what do I do? Like, how do I not kill this thing? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? And we just do what our parents did. And a lot of us realize too late, or at least for me, it was a little too late, but I realized, hey, the way my parents parented wasn't like the best approach out there, but they did what their parents did. And we it's just a cycle until someone comes in and like you said, breaks the cycle. And not only is it healing your generation, it's healing the generation before you and the generation after, because I really feel like when we do the healing work, 
it totally reprograms our family's DNA. Yeah. And there's actually scientific proof of that. I mean, epigenetics is like a whole emerging field about how our experience affect our DNA and how our genes are expressed. Um, which like, I could totally geek out on you and totally like go into like the whole autoimmune epidemic and I read a lot. <laughs> so. That's good. That makes you an interesting person then knowing so much. Yeah. I mean, there's so much out there and I think, you know, I don't think you can really go through this world and not recognize all of the shifts that we're seeing and not think that it's somehow related to what we've been doing for the past few decades and that it's all like we have to change the way we're doing things and if, if we want to survive and if we want future generations to have any kind of life here on this planet we have to start changing what we're doing and i think a lot of people are starting to awaken to that so that is what i think really makes someone like you who does the healing modalities and who helps with the parenting and, and all of those things and even with the health i mean i personally have seen so many times where doctors just want to prescribe 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 all of this medication and you have to think what is it doing to your body when your body's not used to whatever you're putting in it. And so I'm really an advocate. I try to be for more holistic healing. I know it's not always possible, but you know, I really think we need more of that and less of the let's prescribe, prescribe, prescribe. Right. And I, I was a sick kid. I like had chronic sinus infections and all kinds of illnesses. Um, and so I was on antibiotics a ton and and I'm learning now, like how much that set me up, um, how much all of the things through my childhood set me up for my autoimmune disease. Um, and I feel like that's actually a gift that, that I'm dealing with that because now I can see some of the warning signs because my husband has an autoimmune disease. I have an autoimmune disease. Um, so our kids already have the one in four chance. They already have 25%. Um, the genetic component to it. So the only thing that I can do for them now is help them develop their habits and their routines that'll help support them through the other 75%. And I can already see in my son, um, he was just recently diagnosed with autism um, and ADHD. And I can already see in him where some of the food sensitivities and other things have are, are coming in already. So I can take this knowledge and things that I'm doing for myself and I can directly apply them to him and hopefully he'll never get an autoimmune disease. You know, hopefully we can prevent him from having to experience this because it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine. And it's so important to nourish yourself, not just your mind and your body, but spiritually and emotionally too. I think it's, it all just is so connected and, and everything needs to be in balance. And I think all too often, one of one or more areas of our life are out of balance. And, and that's, that's kind of when you get those things that happen that, you know, uh, where you get sick or, or something happens because it's, it's kind of, you know, the universe's way and your body's way of getting your attention and saying, Hey, look, you know, you're not in balance. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was, it was exactly that. It was a huge wake up call.
you cannot be the mom that you want to be. You are not good to anybody if you are not there. So that that is so dead on. I mean, you can't, you cannot be the best whatever mom. If you're a teacher, nurse, whatever you are, caretaker of any kind, if you're not caring for yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not so much of an issue now. I think a lot of the stigma is being broken around self-care. Um, but there still are a lot of moms, especially that feel like it's selfish. It's selfish to spend money on myself. It's selfish to take time for myself. Um, how can I justify going away when I could be spending time with my kids? And there's all of these messages and thoughts and beliefs and just junk that keeps us from taking care of ourselves. But what we don't realize is that we're actually taking away from the, our loved ones when we don't take care of ourselves. We're actually depleting the amount that we have to give. So instead of being able to show up in a loving, present space with our children, we're moody, we're short, we're temperamental. You know, yeah. it's like quality over quantity and it's better to have the quality time. And I think it's so funny that, you know, businesses out there, places you work for, they always say like, are you doing self-care? You need to do self-care, but then they'll say, okay, we'll reward you. If you don't take any days off, we'll like pay you more money for your sick days. You don't use, or (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you can't take a day before a holiday. It's so odd to me, the way our businesses are run here. And I can say firsthand working in a school, it is that way because all year we've had, you know, so much stress and they're like, are you taking care of yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? how are you helping us do that? You're not like all the messaging you give since the opposite message of if you save up all of your sick days, we'll pay you a bonus for not using any of them. Or you can retire a year early if you don't take any, you know, what message does that send? It sends the exact opposite message. It does. And it, it's funny though, because I feel like this is like the second tenet of, of what I believe self-care is all about. And it's about boundaries. So it's about saying, no, you know what? It's worth it to me to take my sick days and to take care of myself than it is to get that little bit of extra money that you're going to give me or whatever that is. Um, And being able to put those boundaries in place, like, no, I need this. And being able to listen to yourself and listen to your body. Um, I think self-care is an inside job. It's wonderful to have those days Um, But even if you're like, man, I really need that to pay off my mortgage or to do this or to go on vacation or whatever that is, just remember that self-care is an inside job. So what can you do throughout your day when you're not taking those sick days to make sure that you're meeting your needs? And I love you said nourished earlier. Um, And anybody who's been in my Facebook group knows that that's like one of my favorite words on the planet. It's you have to nourish yourself. You have to nourish, like, what does my body need right now? What does my soul need right now? Um, And it's not just about everything um, physical. It's not about stuff. It's not about doing things, but it's like, what thoughts do I need to think? What things do I need to heal? What do I need to let go of? Um, I think that's another thing. I mean, I could talk for days about self-care, 
but everybody thinks self-care is like, oh, that's just more stuff to do. I like, it's just another to-do list item, self-care, self-care. I don't have time for that. Uh, what if self-care was taking away things? Yeah. You know, what if your actual self-care was to get rid of things that you're doing that you don't really love or that you don't really need to do that you're doing because somebody else wants you to do or because of some expectation or belief? Like, what if you could let go of those things? How much space would you create in your life? And then what could you do with that space? Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with you. I think some people do totally look at self-care the wrong way. And I, in my own life, have just decided that I value my time over money. And so same, like with the sick day, I'm like, you know what? I need a day. I need a mental health day. So I'm taking it. I don't care. Uh, it's, you know, it's maybe I'm giving up a bonus I would have had. I don't care. That's worth it to me. Or if there's something I can pay somebody else to do for me. <laughs> that so I have time to do it. I've just gotten to the point that I'm realizing that it's worth the trade off for me to have a little bit more time in my day so that I am not so like frantic of I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I don't I don't have to do all those things. And most people don't have to do all the things that are on their list. We are kind of in the habit of being too busy. For sure. And yeah. I think that that's a societal thing. It's like we've glorified being too busy. And that's not a like our our priorities are in the wrong place. Instead of being too busy, we need to focus on, again, quality, not quantity. And I think that's where we're kind of dropping the ball. Yeah, so um, so I work, I basically have three main pillars of what I do in my coaching programs with moms. And the first part is, is that clearing. So we do a lot of EFT, we do a lot of brain spotting. Um, we kind of get rid of all of that messaging that, that says what kind of mom you think you need to be um, so that you can make room for the mom that you actually are. And then, so that's our, my clear pillar. And then the second pillar is connect. And in that, you get really clear, <laughs> you get some clarity around who you are and what you value. So one of the big exercises that I do there with my moms is, is a value exercise. Say, what is it that you actually value? Okay, now go through your day, your month, your week, your year. Are you honoring your values? Are the things that you're doing enriching your life? Are they adding to the things that you already care about? Or are they taking time away from those things? Um, and it's, this was a huge shift for me um, when I entered my coaching program and I started to receive coaching, just realizing that I was approaching life from a backwards place, that I was just on this autopilot and I was just doing these things that I thought I should be doing and then wondering why I didn't feel fulfilled. Um, so that's a huge part of my program is really being able to connect to yourself, what you actually want, where you want to be, who you want to be, how you want to show up um, and, and what you want ultimately out of, out of your life because you get to choose um, and digging into your, your intuition to help you achieve that. And then the final piece is the create piece and putting all of that into practice. And what does that look like and how can you support this? And that's, again, we, we dive into self-care and 
because all of that work, all of that glorious, wonderful inner work that we do, you have to take care of yourself to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the process that you have with moms. That's great. I do a little bit of a similar process with my clients too, but I, you probably find the same thing that when your clients talk to you about what they want in their life, a lot of the actions they're taking don't support that. So there's a huge disconnect between what I want in my life and what I'm actually doing in my life now to get to where I want to be. It's usually not even the same page. Do you find that with your clients? I do. And I think a lot of that comes down to not knowing why we want that thing. <laughs> and, uh, and also there being, um, like this lack of knowledge, like, I don't even know how to get there. Like, I want this, this big, beautiful life. Um, like, I want to quit my job and, and become a coach or do this thing or travel the world. But it's like, you have no idea how to get there. So you're like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to work towards that. But if, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you're, if you're doing all of the things that you've always done and you aren't already living that life, chances are it's not going to get you there. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's what the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what people do all the time. I've been guilty of that myself, you know, in my own life and, and saying like, oh yeah, I really want this. And you're not going to get there if you keep doing the same thing, which is why I love the whole coaching business as a whole, because therapy is wonderful. But when you're talking about changing going forward, I think coaching is so much more action oriented and getting the results that you want to see because you get a step-by-step, step, like this is what you should be doing and, and this is what needs to change and here's how you do it. So for people who are sitting there going, I want change, but I don't know how to get there. It's like you have your own personal cheerleader there telling you, this is what you do, this is how you get there. And then patting you on the back and motivating you to continue the work you're doing to get you to even the next level. So I love that. Yeah. And I think my, my favorite part of coaching is the belief busting. Like just because I, I mean, I read a ton of books and I'm super action oriented. And when I have a goal in mind, like that's where I'm headed and I can, I can glean, I can research and I can get all of those pieces which a lot of people can. I mean, moms are amazing and they're multitaskers and they can put things together and make miracles happen. So they can get all of the steps lined up and say, I know these are the things that I need to do to get to there. And they would be 100% right. But if they aren't aligned on the inside, if their subconscious is holding beliefs about their worth or them not being able to do a certain thing because they're not techie or they're not this or they're not that. Um, and it doesn't just show up with endeavors that they try to do outside the home. I mean, it shows up in your parenting all the time. So if we're not addressing those beliefs, our behaviors and our underlying energy towards those actions aren't going to be aligned and we're not going to see the results that we want to see. So that's probably my favorite 
favorite part as a coach is just be able to get in there and be like, I really want this thing, but I can't seem to get there. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let's get to work with why can't you get there? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that so many times where people try to manifest the things that they want and they don't really believe that it's possible for them to get it, even though they're saying like, yes, I believe it. Yes, I believe it. You know that the, the internal belief is not aligned with what they're saying on the outside. And again, that is something that I think everyone has to deal with because we've all been conditioned. We've grown up in a society that teaches us all kinds of things that are just not true. And it's really about unlearning everything that we've learned so far in our lives. Uh, but it's fun. It's so fun when you get to see people like shedding that belief system and really shining. I think that's the most amazing thing. I know. And the, and I still, I mean, I'm close enough to the experience of having gone through this myself at the beginning of, of learning how to be a coach. And um, I'm fortunate enough to work with some great coaches. So I get to experience this on the regular, I feel like. But the, the sense of freedom that you get when you don't have this thing tethering you that you didn't, wasn't even sure was there, like there's something in the way. Um, it's just, it's indescribable the way life seems to open up when you get those things out of the way. Yeah, like flows in. Like when you say it's like a dam breaking and the water flowing through, it is so true. I've seen that in my own life where I really thought like, oh, I, I know what I want and I'm going to get it. And then I really didn't realize there were still underlying deep limiting beliefs that I had had that were holding me back and I didn't realize it. And when I started doing the work, all of a sudden... <laughs> all these things started flooding in. It's like, oh, it's like a huge epiphany where you just realize, oh, I was making things way harder than they needed to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a struggle when you really understand that we weren't meant to struggle. Like that really wasn't why we came here was to struggle, but we just do that to ourselves because we, we've learned that we have to work hard, that all of these things have to come to us if we're working hard to get it or that you have to be worthy of something. And none of that is true, but yet that's what most people have been. And it's been ingrained in them that you have to work hard for your money. You should always be busy, you know, whatever. And none of those things are true. No. And I think this is taken to a whole new level when it's when it comes to moms, because we are warned against becoming the martyr, yeah. yet we are taught at every turn, be the martyr. Right. The martyr. Sacrifice your own happiness for your children. Good moms are selfless. Right. Good moms sacrifice for their kids. They, their kids are always first. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't put your kids first. I'm just saying every once in a while, you need to get up on that pedestal with them because <laughs> otherwise it's not good for either of you. Mm -mm. And you're, you're still teaching your child when you put yourself last, it's like you're teaching your child that you don't deserve to be first. Mm -hmm. And that's not something you want to teach your child either. 
there's just so many levels to this, but I think that it is amazing that you're doing this work and helping moms because it is the hardest job that you'll never get directions for how to do. Never, ever. Impossible. And, and it's never ending. It doesn't ever end no matter how old they are. So it's important that you're comfortable in your role and that you feel like you're, you have support, you know? And I think a lot of people go through this feeling like they don't have support and they don't know what to do. I mean, I see that so many times. I'm in so many different single mom groups where you see the same post, help, I don't have any support. I don't know what I'm doing. I need advice. So to have people out there who are creating these courses, creating these coaching programs to empower women and to empower parents in general, I think is an amazing thing and so needed, so needed. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I was always that mom too that like, because I was trying to parent so much different than the way I was parented or the way that my family parented, like I couldn't just pick up the phone and ask for advice. Yeah. You know, and you can only Google so much before you lose your gourd. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone has an opinion. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and they're all conflicting. Right. Like you will get a million things that all say exactly the opposite. Yes. Um, so that, that's also one of the big things that I, I'm hoping to create out of this is a community where moms can get together and just be authentic, show up as they are, um, be the mom that they are, realize that they don't have to be the Pinterest mom. They don't have to be, you know, super cuddly or super playful or any of these things that people mark as a good mom, a quote unquote good mom. They just have to be them. And that's, that's good enough. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think so many people need to hear that. So if I have any listeners out there who maybe want to join your group to get support for being a parent or want to work with you or just want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, on Facebook, my group is The Undefined Mama. And um, Casey Tabalt Coaching, I have a Facebook page and Casey Tabalt Coaching on Instagram as well. And then caseytabalt.com is my website. Awesome. And I will have all of her links in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go there, you can just simply go to the show notes of the podcast and click on any of those links to get directly there. I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been such a great conversation. I love it. And um, I always ask my guests if they have one piece of parting wisdom that they could give our guests or our listeners today, what would that be? I know this has been stuck on my heart lately. So um, it's if you're not growing, you're not living. I love that. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I, I always say the moment that I stop learning is the moment that I stop having a purpose here because it's always about learning and continuing to grow each and every day. Yeah. And, and I have met enough people. Um, I came from people <laughs> who think growing is scary, um, but it doesn't have to be. And the freedom and the 
beauty and the joy that you experience on the other side of that is worth every single moment of angst about what it could look like. I mean, so many times we're afraid of the unknown and our fear is bigger than reality. Absolutely. And, you know, growing and learning, it can be messy sometimes, but you come out on the other side of that, as you said, even more beautiful than before. So it is worth, it is worth the mess. <laughs> Put it that way. Yes. Embrace the mess. Yes. I love it. I love it. That needs to be like a t-shirt or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could see my house, you would know how much I have embraced the mess. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm not even ashamed of it. I'm just like, whatever. Cleaning's not my, um, it doesn't bring me joy. So it's not something I focus on. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Right. Episode about the, the messages that we get passed down about having a clean house, but. <laughs> <laughs> just embrace what brings you joy and let go of everything else. It brings me joy to hire a housekeeper. That's yeah. That's on my to-do list. Exactly. Yes, we'll let them worry about that. Well, thank you so much again for being here with us. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars on iTunes. I so appreciate that. Also, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. Also, you can work with me if you go to my website, melissaoatman.com. You can see all the services I offer, and you can book directly from my website. I hope that you guys are having a fabulous day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.